And we're back and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we are back for yet a fantastic podcast here on a fantastic Wednesday. And we have an interesting topic because I, f- I, I, I feel like this topic hasn't just started because of what happened this weekend. I feel like ever since the hiring, we've been talking about it. Now, if you can't catch on by now, you, you should know this is Urban Meyer. Now, if you don't know what happened this weekend, basically the story is Urban Meyer was caught on videotape with some girl dancing on him, right? The, the girl was dancing on him, um, you know, not in the most appropriate way, uh, especially um, if he's an NFL head coach. <laughs> um, but I think why this is becoming such a big topic and why the people are sort of making a bigger deal out of it is well because of the tenure, the short tenure that Urban Meyer has already presented on paper. Urban Meyer has not even been part of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization for more than a year. And it feels like he's been here for a long time. It feels like he's been here for five. So, so let's trace back the steps real quick because, because I think it is interesting to know the context. Right, Urban Meyer gets hired after the Jaguars have a brutal season of 1-15. You know, their only win coming in week one versus Indianapolis Colts. And obviously they move on from Doug Marone. And then they hire Urban Meyer. Now, personally, to me, I was mixed about the hiring. Right, I said, hey, it's Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, come on, the dude's a college football, you know, master right he, he's mastered the college football world right he's he's dominated teams he's won a national championship he's done all that right he has all the accolades to go along with it but also the other part with me was well you know we've seen this story one too many times <laughs> we've seen these college co- coaches being very successful in college football and then when they get to the nfl level it, eh, it doesn't pan out for them it doesn't I mean, one example of one of the greatest college co- college football coaches still coaching in college today is Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban had a tenure in the NFL, and, well, he was one of the worst coaches you've probably seen. So that's why I was sort of mixed. And, I mean, for both sides. I, it, 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 those were my thoughts going through both sides. Well, if you're Jacksonville, hey, you get this experienced, you know, winner uh, of a coach. Uh, but also you get a, you get a, co- a collegiate coach, and we, we've seen the history of that. So, I wasn't going to say the Jaguars were dumb after they made that decision because, hey, bring somebody new. Bring somebody new, right? Hell, I, as a Cowboys fan, I was like, hey, let's maybe sign Urban Meyer, right? But obviously, I don't want to now. But, you know, it was in, an interesting sign. We'll say that. And the first thing he does is bring in a buddy of his who, well, let's just say um, is a racist. He signed uh, Chris Doyle to be a uh, team director of sports performance. And he was accused of making racist comments, belittling players at his time as Iowa. And obviously there was a bunch of backlash after everyone learned that. And so they had no choice but for him to resign. I think the biggest thing that has happened in um, Urban Meyer's tenure right now has been the signing of Tim Tebow. I, to me, I think that was the most foolish thing a coach could have done. Foolish. Tim Tebow, way out of his playing career. I mean, way out of his playing career. Let's be real. It, it was it was, it was, was a cool thing, you know, give this guy an opportunity. But it, they were serious about this one. They were serious. 
I mean, it seemed as like Urban Meyer was like, yeah, this dude could be a legit number three on a legit tight end three on our team. That's crazy talk. <laughs> that is crazy talk. So uh, to me, that was the biggest one because they really went out there and signed him and gave him a shot, right? Now, their drafting wasn't great either. Besides Trevor Lawrence, who obviously, I mean, you know, is, he, he was the consensus number one. There's no problem with that. 24 picks later, they decide to take Travis Etienne, right? They decide to take Travis Etienne. I don't know if Urban Meyer had met up with the coaching staff before or just not known about their depth at all, but they had James Robinson and they didn't just have James Robinson, but they had somebody who rushed for a thousand yards last year was an undrafted rookie and was a complete beast. And they drafted a running back in the first round? I think that's where I started to turn and be like, does he know what he's doing? Does does Urban Meyer legitimately know what he's doing? Everyone knew the Trevor Lawrence, so no one really graded that because they said, well, we all knew that was going to happen. This isn't college football anymore. You don't get to pick from the type, top high school athletes. You don't get the biggest dudes for your offensive line. And I don't think he realized that. So to make matters worse, in the preseason and in the training camp, both of them, the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, is splitting reps, first team reps, with Gardner Minshew. And I mean no disrespect to Gardner Minshew. No disrespect at all. I think, you know what, he, 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 was, a, he was a great guy. I mean, he, he truly, with the no talent on Jacksonville Jaguars, he gave it his all. But Gardner Minshew? I mean, for goodness sakes, you drafted... This quarterback that people said is a generational talent. And you're splitting reps with Gardner Minshew. And you know what? To make matters worse, he traded him. He traded in Gardner Minshew. So you just wasted Trevor Lawrence's time. <laughs> you just wasted his time. He could have been getting consistent first team reps, getting acclimated to the players, especially the receivers, how his offensive line worked. His college buddy, Travis Etienne, James Robinson. But no, you're going to split reps, but then you're going to trade him for a, a late pick, for a six rounder. <laughs> and that's when it hit everybody that, yeah, this, this dude does not know what he's doing. And it wasn't just us. It, it wasn't just the outsiders. It wasn't just the NFL analysts. It wasn't just the ESPN analysts who were saying, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. The own organization. I mean, you had players coming out. You had anonymous sources coming out. And I don't want to say, oh, well, believe the source. But I think you should believe the source. There were too many sources not to believe of this. 
players saying he's treating us like we're in college. You know, he doesn't treat us like, you know, NFL professionals or professional athletes, but rather NFL players. He's using these college gimmicks that he would use in a college practice in the NFL world. I think, I mean, all honesty, he lost the locker room the, the day he stepped in there. He did. So this whole situation that happened this weekend just makes it worse. It just makes it worse. And now, maybe if this was happening and they were winning football games, I could get behind it. I could say, well, they're winning football games. Maybe who cares? They are 0-4. And it doesn't look like they're winning anytime soon. So he's lost the locker room. I mean, I mean, from the quotes I heard in the past two days, you know, the, the, the owner came out and he said, we've, all, we've, you know, we've lost obviously trust and, you know, integrity or we've lost trust in him, but we think he can gain it back. That tells me, yeah, you're not going to gain it back. If the owner blatantly says that they've lost his trust, it's done. It's done to me. I, I don't care what he does. They, it's done. And like I said, it's not that like he already lost the locker room, but this doesn't make it better. He canceled Monday meetings this week because he couldn't go into the office because of this. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but I I just can't say a good thing that Urban Meyer has done for this organization. And if I was him, and I know he said it today that he doesn't think he's going to resign, I would resign. Or maybe not resign, but just tell him to fire me so you can keep your your, your money. Your money. You want your money. Get your money. But I'm out of (laughs) here. I am out of here. If I was Urban Meyer, I could not spend another three weeks in Jacksonville. Like I said, you've lost the locker room. They don't respect you at all. The front office right now doesn't like you. And you're not winning football games, so the fans don't like you. Not even your wife might not like you. So, I I, I just don't know what else to say, but if I was Urban Meyer, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm quitting or whatever. I I, I just, I don't think he could, you could bear to stand this. I mean, and they're losing games. Like I said, that to me, that's the biggest thing. They're, they're 0-4, so they're not winning games. So this, it that makes it worse that they're not winning games. They're winning games. I'm not going to let it slide, but I'm still going to be like, well, he's producing someone. He's not producing at all. He's he's playing miserable. The, the play calling is awful. I mean, everything about Jacksonville right now is bad. And this just makes it worse. So like I said, I, 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 to me, in all honesty, I think Urban Meyer should step down. I, I think that would be the best decision because it hasn't worked from the start and it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. You're not going to do a whole bunch of winning for the next three years. So get out of it now. Take a year off. Maybe you get another job. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude. <laughs>